Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with another episode of Horror Vision. I am your host, John. And I'm the co-host, Bob. And today we have the horror comedy Studio 666 for you. That's right, 666. The, the marking of the devil. The number of the beast, you fucking little dummy. <laughs> but, but, well, I guess... Mm. <laughs> yeah, you right. You sound yeah. like you sound like like um like a vacuum cleaner or something shutting off. Mm. Is that is that what they sound like? I don't know. I don't clean. That's true. You are you are pretty dirty. At least I don't clean with a vacuum cleaner. Dirt nasty. Ooh, he's back. <laughs> All right. So uh, we'll get into that. Um. What else? Are you, what have you been up to, Bug? I feel like I haven't I haven't talked to you in a couple hours. <laughs> Seven days. No, um, I don't know. It's another week down, I guess. If you want to count that, um, I've been listening to the uh, Conan podcast a lot. You ever listen to that? Uh, I listened to I listened to the the episode he did with Tarantino. It was pretty fucking good. Yeah, I've always been, always been a big Conan guy. I used to um. When I was in like elementary school, middle school, Comedy Central, when I came home from school, would have like the reruns from the night prior on. So I always would watch the the, the episodes of Conan on that, and that was, yeah, that was like the only late night talk show I liked, because um, the rest of them were trash and Conan's were were just like out of control because he was just like a genuinely funny dude, super smart too, very smart. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this last week. He had Tracy Morgan on there. You know Tracy Morgan, pretty pretty I'm, funny guy. I am a Tracy Morgan fan. Mm-hmm. Most people are. Um, but so Tracy Morgan had a weird career idea or career, I guess you want to say. He almost died. Uh, he almost died in that one car crash. They did talk about that. It was it was sad. Did Very he touching? Did he end up? I think he was was suing because he was in a limousine. Like it wasn't him driving. Like the limousine driver got in a car crash. And he, yeah, he, you he, know who he hit was, him? Who? Walmart. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know if it's still active, but he uh, he talks very poorly about Walmart. Yeah, I hope I hope he got paid too. Fuck him. Oh, hundred percent. Fuck Walmart. But um, I actually haven't been to a Walmart in a long time. Uh, I mean, you're not missing much. I guess if you go there for like the people watching, you're missing a whole lot. But if you go there for actually like Shopping, ah, you're I not missing much. I don't have, I don't have time in my day to be people watching, but he's got plenty of time. No, but so the claim, so Tracy Morgan claimed he had this weird career, which was a uh, 
umbilical cord snipper or cutter. Don't they normally get like the dad to do that? Normally, but he says he's done it once and they said they said he did such a good job assist him down the hall and he never left. He just kept going around different rooms cutting the umbilical cord. Wow. Because he's a professional. So if I had a kid and like they're like instead of asking me like do you want to cut the umbilical cord like we have special guest uh, cord cutter uh, Tracy Morgan here to cut the, the umbilical cord from your kid I'd be like this is fucking awesome. Can you imagine that medical bill? Oh true. they get you yeah. with, they'd already get you with like the medical bills are insane in America as it is, but they'd be like yes. special guest celebrity Tracy Morgan. Uh, that's uh, it's gonna be a hundred grand. Hundred grand, I think that's being generous. But I would say go back in there, put the cord back on. Oh shit! I don't, I don't think you can do that. Dude, you can do anything with science now, dude. You could like, uh, I just saw a, vi- a video online. Uh, this person that their job was a dog sitter, uh, a dog attacked them and ate their face off and they got a face transplant and they put a new face on this person and like more power to them. Um, and the person like revealed it after all this time and rehab, but like it, it kind of looks like Leatherface, man. It wasn't that great. So the, the technology is getting there, but it's not there yet. You know how scary that, how relative that was to my current life right now? My uncle just got attacked by a dog. Bit a huge chunk out of his arm. Really? Well, I guess the yeah. arm's way better than the face. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's okay. He got a couple stitches, a couple staples, a little combination of both. Do you, so, you, know, you know how wild it would be to get your face like eaten off? That'd be not because you're obviously still awake and you're screaming and then your face is getting ripped off. Like, nuts. Speaking of faces ripped off... So you since have been out of out of state, but I was coming down the the one road there before the train tracks, and I saw the I, like un- I saw the umbrella man again uh, last yeah, night. Yeah, he he lives very close to where I used to live and where you currently live. Yeah, so that um, it sounds for like the listeners, it sounds like a made up urban legend, but the umbrella man uh, is a a gentleman. Um, he's probably seventies, eighties. He's older. Um, he only comes out at night and he walks the streets with an umbrella just for exercise, like up and down the, this one long stretch of road. Um, and the thing is, when he was younger, it, there was an electrical issue that like melted his face. So he doesn't want to like frighten people. And it's like, I guess, self-conscious. I, I don't know the exact thing, but so he'll walk at night so people can't see as well as use an umbrella. So like people driving by don't catch a glimpse. Um, mm-hmm. But for um, all like interactions I've heard with this guy and stuff like that, he's like the nicest dude. But it sounds like a creepy like urban legend that kids would tell. But it's a, a very real person in our in our community, the umbrella man. I've seen him multiple times. I've actually trick-or-treated in that neighborhood and he's out he not out trick-or-treating but he's out walking around so that would be like i just remember being terrified yeah that would be the one night of the year where he wouldn't need the umbrella yeah but i mean then like a not mean way at all but like you could get away but i i guess like psychologically like you would feel like imagine if you got your face melted you'd feel like whatever but you know what i would i wouldn't say like oh people would be nice or whatever and you don't want this the sympathy when you're in that situation but i Seeing the way people are anymore, man, I I don't 
blame him at all for only walking at night and using the umbrella because you know as well as I do people are mean. Oh, absolutely. I mean, listen, I've had I've had some uh, fair fair share of bullying in my lifetime. Yes, my te- testicles are not the same size. That's not <laughs> nothing to make fun of. Okay. Well, that's. So I heard that's why the priest was in jail, not because of, you know, the thing he did, the do-do-do thing he did to you, but the, uh, from, from just being mean to you. About wait, the, wait, the do-do-do's? Can you elaborate on that a little bit for me? I don't think you want me to. <laughs> yeah, PTSD, I really appreciate it if yeah. you don't. Um, yeah, but, like, people are just mean in general, like, especially online when they don't have to, um, if you don't know own up yeah, yeah they got that level of uh anonymity that's not the word i'm gonna An- use anonymy anonymity and and then and they're they're anonymous <laughs> i think you're thinking of amityville horror. we're recording this at 1 30 in the morning so uh my brain's not firing full cylinders here but uh yeah online like people they're the little bitches they'll say whatever and they don't have to own up to it um, like, like for example, with the podcast, they, they, you know what they're saying, book, they said, I said, Hey, we're not, we're not funny enough. So I took a, a second here and I wrote a joke down preemptively. Cause we never write our shit down before we do this, like our points and stuff, but not jokes. Um, so this is the joke I have for today for the episode to add some comedy for, uh, uh, some of the assholes out there. So, uh, book, uh, why is six afraid of seven? <laughs> Uh, I don't know why. Uh, because the last person that commented and said that we weren't funny, he went to his house and he beat the fuck out of him in front of his whole entire family. What? Why? God, did they call me off guard? <laughs> yeah, and they said saying we're not funny. I mean, you're not funny. I'm. I think I'm hilarious. And so far, what I've read online, people think I'm hilarious too. Well, I know you just lied about that. You can't read. Uh, you, there's like the the voice read option. Someone sent me a link in the email for Hooked on Phonics for you too, but I was like, I don't. That that's so low bar. I'm hooked on Phoenix. If that's a thing. <laughs> Phoenix Edu, you're getting your degree, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let, let's get uh, into fuck. this. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck. All right, so we got Studio 666. Did I say too many sixes? That's Throw another. one more in there. Six, six, more. six, six, six. There we go. Um, the more the merrier. That's what they say, right? Yeah, speaking of people being mean, there was this dude, and like he was he was bigger. He was like your size on our football team. He was a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had like a speech impediment, and he couldn't say six right. He always said sits. So, oh, yeah. so people like anything with like s's and stuff so people always would make them say like sentences like they used to say like hey uh uh i'll say his first name i won't say his last name hey brad like um how, how many um like hot chicks are over there and he would be like it's sick sit sexy chits <laughs> oh my god six sexy chips yeah chits yeah, he had oh. anything with the S, uh, CH, like sounds he had issues with. But um, life worked out for him. He has a good job now. Went to went to a good school, so good on him. Speech impediment shouldn't hold you back, book. I I don't claim that they do. I don't, a lot of a lot of famous people but, once have had a speech impediment. In this day and age, you just got to get out ahead of it, you know. 
You think I have a speech impediment? No, I'm not implying. I'm just implying that you put people with speech impediments down. Like I can't, I can't be having that, or I can't even have people implying that, dude. We just gotta, we gotta nip it in the bud, like before anyone gets out and starts calling you like uh, misogynistic, uh, racist, uh, ableist. I think is would be the term for that if you're making fun of people with impediments. So, just getting out ahead of it. Like Boog is, uh, he's a good human being. He's dumb, but he he means well. I got that weird thing with my hands. Is that is that a? Uh impediment or whatever no i think you just uh, i think you just drink too much caffeine no because that, that's enough. been it's, that's been around since way before i drank coffee i'm not gonna lie i did just drink a cup of coffee but that's... you know there's caffeine in more things than coffee right you gotta be shitting me <laughs> oh fuck you bug somebody call a doctor because i need to feel again <laughs> All right, so let's hop into this. So for, yeah, I know this is bad podcasting. I meant to look it up, but for whatever reason, the Foo Fighters decided they wanted to make a horror movie during the pandemic. Um, So they did. Uh, The Foo Fighters are a band that dads enjoy. (laughs) I'm not a dad, but I enjoy them. Yeah, but you like. You like older styles of music, and which I I do do. So the way. I'm going to go on record and say is I'm not the biggest Foo Fighter fan. There's Foo Fighter songs I really like, particularly Everlong. So, like, their older shit is um, I really enjoy. Like, one of my – I always have a memory associated with Everlong. The first college hockey game that I stepped onto the rink for, the so- the warm-up song was Everlong. And it was, like, a surreal moment. So, like, like that's something I always associate. I, I really do like that song. Some of the, like, uh, Walking After that played – it's on the same album as Everlong. Uh, that song plays at the end of uh, the X Files movie, the first X Files movie. I, I re- that's probably my favorite Foo Fighters song. But there's there's some some songs there's I really like. Um, my problem is with the Foo Fighters is Dave Grohl, highly talented. Um, was the it opposite of Kurt Cobain? That's, that's exactly that's yeah with. that's yeah. exactly it. I'm, I'm glad because I would have just kept going at there. But like that's the thing is because growing up like from the time i was like a five-year-old kid like nirvana was my favorite band um and and i found kurt cobain vastly more interesting than dave Grohl. and from all records and reports like he didn't hate dave Grohl, but he didn't really like dave Grohl because i i mean when two people stand for opposite things like the the fame and the notoriety was killing kurt cobain but Dave Grohl genuinely loves being famous and knowing famous people. And there's nothing wrong with like to each their own, but he's just polar opposite of one of my favorite like music idols. So, so that's where I come with this. Um, that being said, um, hopping into like some of the, the cast and crew here, Dave Grohl was great in this movie. You, uh, as good as I, he was better than I expected. Yeah, like he's not that. Like so, actually, the whole band. Um, so I know we skipped. We'll, I'll talk about the director in a second here, but we'll just go into the cast real quick. Like um, the band members: Dave Grohl, Pat Smear, Taylor Hawkins, uh, Nate Mandel, Rafi, uh, Rami Jaffe. Um, so like. The one dude, Rami Jaffe, he looked like a Christialia like copy. I thought he was an actor just pretending to be a member of the band. Like he was actually genuinely like I would see him in more things. He was pretty funny. Like a goofy yeah, he like was. 
but in, in general, like, yeah, the line delivery was kind of cheesy and off at sometimes, but it worked for what this movie was. Um, and that's, that's the big thing saying about this movie first is like, they didn't try to make it anything than, uh, than what it was a goofy horror comedy about, uh, a band recording an album in, in a haunted house and it, mm-hmm. they didn't take it too seriously. Like they didn't just like fuck around though. Like they, they, there was a decent script and they, um, they they put all their effort into it and and i think it shows in the final product but i I thought the band was really solid in this um pat smear who also was a a backup guitarist in nirvana he was hilarious in his role um so as far as the band and their acting with like the 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 person has the most acting experience out of all of them is dave grohl he's only been in a couple things um i would say most notably he played the devil in the Tenacious D movie, Pick a Destiny. Um, so he had a, like a small acting background on that, but they they weren't out of, really out of their element, element. I wouldn't say they were good actors. Like you, you, you were saying that, like that's a good point, but like they were they were good for this. They they didn't they didn't bring the movie down. They definitely added to it. They were better than. Well, I mean, I don't. It looked like they're professionals. That's the best way I can put it. They they know when to turn it on. Yeah, they, when they have to turn it on, and they turned it on at times in this movie. That's a good point. Like they they approached it like they were their music. Like they were perfect when it came time to to turn it on and be professionals. They were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so you had a a, a few other like actual um, Hollywood actors in there. You had comedian Whitney Cummings as Samantha. So it was the neighbor to the house uh to to the haunted house that they stayed in um she was funny also she was pretty hot in the movie but she was funny she was um and then you had their agent played by jeff garland who's in a ton of shit um he was he played a, a perfect agent like you could see him being a hollywood agent i don't know if you've ever watched curb your enthusiasm um but he's hilarious in that too I feel like I have. It's been a minute, though. It's so of all shows, Curb Your Enthusiasm is one of the hardest ones to watch to me because I love Larry David, um, but it's, it's like the definition of like it, it's the kind of thing you watch it and you cringe for the situations they're in, and it's like it's hilarious mm. in the situations, but it's like hard to just like relax and watch that. But it is a great show. Yeah. Um, but he's in all kinds of things. He was in the Goldbergs, but I think he got kicked off for something he said. I don't know. Like I don't follow that shit. But he, I know he's a very, he's a great he's a great character actor. But he fit the role of like, uh, like kind of like a pushy agent, um, or not an agent. Um, would he be a producer, record label, probably, like yeah. a representative of the record label, and like he fit he fit that role perfectly. Um, someone that were. So this week and next week we'll be mentioning, and we mentioned her a few weeks ago at Scream, Jenna Ortega. Um, she played Sky Willow, who was part of the first band that was uh, originally murdered and said to haunt the house that they recorded in. Um, mm-hmm. She's quickly becoming a Scream queen because she's in like everything now. Yeah, she. Uh, we were so we were supposed to record this or record those uh, babysitter movies. We talked about it beforehand, uh, or I, after the movies, I guess you want to say. She deserves to be in more things. I'm happy that she's been in a lot more movies recently. She's, I, I thought she was phenomenal. Yes. She was the best part, one of the best parts of the uh, 
Scream. The second babysitter movie. Yeah. Or Scream as well, yes. Yeah, she's a good actress, uh, attractive, and she's good at her good at her job. So I would definitely mm-hmm. see her. Like if so, no spoilers because I've already watched X, but you haven't. She's she's mm-hmm. great in that as well. So yeah, I think you'll like her performance in that. But who knows? I don't know what you think. I don't know what goes on in there. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, some other we got Carrie King as uh, Krug, uh, one of the roadies. They're tech or the tech guys, I guess. Um, Will Forte from Saturday Night Live. He played a delivery guy. He was pretty funny. Yeah, he was pretty funny in his role. A small part there. Um, Lionel Richie even shows up in it in a dream sequence, which it was stupid and cheesy, but I thought it was pretty funny. He's like, because uh, Dave's going through like a um, like a writer's block, and he's having like this dream vision, and, and he just starts playing like uh, I, is is the name of Lionel Richie's song Hello. It's my family, like, hello? hello. But Lionel Richie comes in, he's like, that's my song, man. Like, stop playing my fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as well as my favorite cameo, uh, John Carpenter. He plays one of the in- engineers that, that was working on um, the early recordings of their album in the haunted house, and they end up leaving. Uh, but he also, along with his son and Cody Davies, the, the, group, the three of them that did the new Halloween soundtracks, they also did the 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 I wouldn't say the soundtrack for but the that intro theme like when the movie first starts that's real awesome like you can definitely mm-hmm. tell it's like a carpenter thing. Um, I I don't know like maybe he was friends with Dave Grohl or like how it happened, but it was awesome that that was included and I love that they gave him a little bit of cameo in there too. So I was Absolutely. when I heard that I was like this this theme song's sick and then I saw it I was like dude I think that's John Carpenter and then the credits roll and then you're like I was like oh fuck and then I looked it up and like they did that theme at the beginning it was pretty awesome mm-hmm. so um, definitely when they were working on this because if you look at this going back to like the production side of it um, Dave Grohl actually came up with a story for this movie and it's not a super complicated story or super original, but like he, it definitely shows that like, he's a fan of the genre and like he mm-hmm. had an idea and, and he created it. So I thought that was pretty cool. And to get all these different, um, uh, different horror, uh, related, um, like directors like John Carpenter, like to do the theme and stuff like that. Like that's, that's awesome. Like that shows that you genuinely care about this project. Yeah. Uh, screenplay was also fleshed out by Jeff uh, Bueller and Rebecca Hughes. Um, so Jeff Bueller, he's worked most notably you would know is he did the script for the newest pet cemetery, which uh, wasn't terrible. I wasn't the biggest fan. Also he did midnight me train, which I kind of liked midnight me train. Uh, that was one of the first, big movies with Bradley Cooper in it, uh, based off a Clive Barker story. So he had a little bit of a horror background already there. Um, and Rebecca Hughes, she works on like mostly television shows, things like that. So I don't, I don't know how they got involved with the project, but the script Mm -hmm. was solid. There was not much to the script. Um, but, but, comedy wise they wrote in some pretty some cheesy jokes but they 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 worked with the way that it was delivered and the chemistry with the band like it it worked so they did a good job on that uh the movie was directed by bj mcdonald uh Mm -hmm. his horror background um 
So he mostly works as camera operations and electrical on a lot of productions. Like he did uh, DC Shazam, Jack Reacher. Um, and his directing comes from doing like documentaries for bands like Slayer and stuff. So I, I imagine that's how he got... Um, that's how he got into uh, like involved with the Foo Fighters and working on this project. Um, but he has a, a huge horror background. He actually directed uh, Hatchet 3, um, which I don't think you've mm -hmm. ever seen any of the Hatchet series, have you, Bug? Can't say I have. So you would enjoy them because they're like real cheesy, super gory slashers. But they're, they're just Ooh. a good good time to watch. So maybe one month we'll hop into those or something. But he did the third one mm -hmm. uh, as well as he was like, he's real big, like oper the camera operator and stuff like that. Like he's worked on a lot of movies he liked, uh, like The Conjurings, uh, Malignant, uh, Zombieland 2, Annabelle mm -hmm. Comes Home. So he... Like, if you look at his IMDb, as far as as a camera operator, he is busy nonstop. He's worked on a lot of a lot of films, uh, a lot of them horror films as well. So uh, good on him. And then just looking at this, too, I didn't even know they were doing like I know there was talks, but I didn't know they're already filming it. Uh, uh, they're rebooting uh, Salem's Lot. I feel like I heard about that somewhere. Well, I, I think, think you might have told yeah, me. Yeah, I, I know. I think James Wan, like your boy James Wan's working on it, but I didn't know if it was still in like pre-production, but this is showing that it's already filming right now. So it's. I know for years they've been talking about getting that in the works, and sometimes things get stuck in developmental hell, but it looks like mm -hmm. it's happening, so that's cool. I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to that. Damn. God damn. Yeah, I, I I'd like that. I love James Wan. Um, but yeah, so this guy hasn't directed two movies, but I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him direct more things because obviously he already has with a camera operator like an eye for setting up scenes and things like that. And I thought the movie looked very good for what it was. For I thought this was going to be more low budget and cheesy and just like a like a knockoff, but they, they put the care into this and it, it was a good looking movie. There were some really cool visuals in this as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what I'll do now, I'll hop into the story real quick and then you get yourself ready with those pros and cons book. Cause we're going, we'll break it down. We're breaking it down. We're going rapid fire. <laughs> okay. All right. So the movie starts out in 1993 in Sino. Sky Willow, the lead singer of the rock band Dream Widow, is crawling along the floor with a broken leg, followed closely by the band's frontman Greg Knoll, who is holding a hammer. Sky sees the body of another band member who has had his jaw broken by Greg. Before Greg drives the hammer through her forehead and repeatedly hits her head with it, crushing her skull, Greg then hangs himself out of a window. Years later, in 2019, the Foo Fighters are hired by their manager, Jeremy Schill, to create their 10th studio album as a way to raise money for him to pay off his debts. The group move into the mansion where frontman Dave Grohl becomes fascinated with, an interior, with the interior of the house as a source of in, inspiration for the 10th album. Over time, Grohl and his fellow band members warm into the mansion but struggle with difficulties in creating the album. One of their techs, Krug, is electrocuted to death by a wire, and the band decides to stay and dedicate their album to him. One day, Grohl finds a basement containing satanic objects and is soon possessed by the deceased frontman after listening to a demo tape he finds in the basement. Uh, from that point, it uh, it just gets wild. That's that's what I'll, I'll leave for this. We'll talk about it in the pros and cons, but the movie does get bloody, for sure. 
It does. It has, it has some pretty good gore to it. Yeah, I thought they did. I'm not. Let me see if I could find it. Who did the special effects? Uh, I don't. But I also did find so like uh, there's obviously a couple Foo Fighters songs in there. Um, that was the mm-hmm. funny part when he's like, "What about this riff I've been working on?" He's like, "Yeah, you wrote that song in like 1996." <laughs> you know, like when they were going <laughs> through their different songs. Um, but so John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, Daniel Davies, they did that that theme at the beginning. But the overall score, which I really liked too, it was a good classic synth style horror score. Was mm-hmm. d- done by Roy Mayorga, who has drummed for some bands like Hell Yeah and Stone Sour. Um, mm. Stone Sour with Corey Taylor from Slipknot. They have that song that you probably like, but like, I'm looking at you through the glass. <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about? Uh, that, that's pretty good, because I do look at people through the glass. Don't know how I mean, much time has passed, but it feels like forever. Yeah. I don't like Stone Sour, but I do like Slipknot, so write, write that down. Do I have to write that down? No, it was like a hypothetical write that down. Thank uh, God. I don't want yeah, to spell Slipknot. I did want to give a shout out to uh, Roy Mayorga because he did a, a good job. I just, I mm-hmm. like the, the the synth style scores, like subtle, like, I, I just like old school horror scores. All right, book. Jeez. <laughs> I'm not impressing you about it, but okay, man. I, right. I see. I that's, see how it is. That's my first pro. I liked, I liked the... I like the theme song by um, by John Carpenter and his boys, and then I liked the overall score of the film by Roy Mayorga. Mm-hmm. I do, I do agree with that. I was wondering while I was watching this, I was like, how much of this was actually played by uh, the Foo Fighters, and, and like, how much did Dave Grohl actually have a part in the score of this? He might. I don't. I'm not sure. We could have done more research on that, but I don't think much because they're they were actually recording an album while this was going on. Um, like the one song that plays at the credits and that fake song that they were making during the movie. Those are actual songs off their new album. So, so I, I imagine they were probably pretty busy. But I don't know how long. I know they they started working on this during the pandemic. So. They're two years. They they could he could have done both. I'm sure he had some some hand in it because it is super obvious obvious that he's musically talented at like pretty much any type of music thing he does. Mm-hmm. Um, what were, what were your thoughts on? Because I I don't know that you are a big metal fan. Um, I do enjoy some metal myself. Uh, I thought the song they were writing was pretty cool. Yeah, I so I I never really thought of the Foo Fighters of more of like a metal band i've always thought of them as like a well they're not they're yeah but, that, but like it sounded more metal like they were dipping into that category well that that i guess that was their whole angle with this like to change up their sound with this album um mm-hmm. but i know like pert like like through his stories and i know he spoke at his um funeral is uh dave dave Grohl was like a big not just like a fan, like a, a good friend of Lemmy from mm-hmm. Motorhead. Yeah. Um, so I know that like before he played in Nirvana, he played in a, uh, like a metal style, like punk punk metal style band called Scream. So mm-hmm. they, they definitely have those backgrounds there. Um, but yeah, you don't think of that when you, when you think of like dad, dad rock, when you think of Foo Fighters now. No, no, but so to answer what you said, so, 
I'm not a fan of like super heavy metal, you know, like all that, like ground. I, like, I don't, I don't know how they do that. Like, yeah, there, there's few, it's just not my taste of music. Yeah. There's few metal bands that I get into, but as far as instrumentally, like I appreciate what has to go into that. Cause people just think, Oh, it's just loud noises and banging, but metal music is like pretty intensive to play. It is, it takes a lot of skill. It's not, just something like when I was in high school, we played in shitty like punk rock bands because you play a couple mm-hmm. chords and just strum as fast as you can. Like there is timing and patterns that are very complicated and difficult in metal. So I appreciate metal from like a technical standpoint, but there's not too much metal bands I actually get into. But the, the mm-hmm. ones I do, I I really enjoy. Like uh, like we'll go see like me me and Jonas always go to see Cloud. We took your brother to a couple metal concerts, dude. We were in the mosh pit, dude. Yeah, good time. I mean, you said you said it perfectly. It's all about the. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on it now, but you said the. Uh, the whatever they're using, Instru- the instrumental part of it, like that's why I I know. Shut up. I thought I you were gonna say instruments for a second. No instrumental. Yeah. No, that's why I like and appreciate some like uh heavy rock or even like metal well that's i like like... because like you can the bass it's something you can really feel the guitar it's like it's just crazy i love watching that because i you know i'm weird with hands i like watching people's hands Mm -hmm. and just to see them how they like how fast and how precise they are it just amazes me that's why I, I that's why I like some or enjoy some metal. So I was gonna let bands. you finish there, but I just can't play. Did you say you like watching people's hands? I do. I, I'm yeah, because I have that weird hand thing. You know, if I move my right hand. Yeah, I know we, we've been going over this a couple, but you just like watching hand. Okay, he, I, I do. You, here I was. I thought you were a feet guy. You're a hands guy. I I I am it. You know you know my favorite set of hands out there. I know. Shaq, I don't. Shaq's I don't, hands. Jesus Christ! I didn't want to know. <laughs> well, now you know. Think about how far that That's... information was going to get you in life. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a lot of metal songs get ruined by the vocals because um, the technicality, like the the techniques and the, what has to go in for with the timing to perform the songs. And at that speed, and then for you just to make uh, guttural, like, screaming noises over top of it is just, it's not there. But some people enjoy that, and some people, that speaks to them. So if they're happy, like, I have no issue with it. Um, but the, the, metal, the metal bands I like more are typically have more, like, vocally inclined singers. Like, like I like Megadeth singer. Um, yeah. He is more like an orca. Like, even, like classic and it's not even harsh metal now but like iron maiden like the mm-hmm. singer the dude can fucking he has pipes you know like it's if if it all comes together like metal is awesome but i don't know i mean they didn't do any yeah. vocals in this but the instrumental that they were working on to complete their like haunted demo i it was, it was it sounded pretty cool uh, i like the joke they made because there's only so many notes you can play like Mm-hmm. in in the world and that's obviously you just change different octaves but they're like dave you found a new you found a new note what do you call it like the low the low l or he something. called it like low sharp or something like or, that. yeah l sharp. L, l sharp and he's like what happened to like jk and he's like it's so low it's beyond this 
<laughs> and I, I like the band was like, that's just like, that's just like an, e, that's just like an E like, don't, but just go with it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I, one, I focus on more, like more vocally strong bands. One more wrong note and we'll all be flat. Oh, and that has been your reference to the Goonies. That's a little uh, comedy for the uh, people. All right. Reference to the Goonies. So, so what? Uh, what? What else you got me for me here? Pros and cons. Um, I really liked how and when they <laughs> no how and when they. Uh, use the demons around the house because they weren't like that wasn't like their main focus like the demons weren't the main focus they made dave Grohl the star of this but the demons whenever something bad was happening you could always see a demon in the background like it was it was perfect yeah and you know that's one of my favorite things in horror when you like there's stuff in the background that the characters don't know but the audience sees it like that's my jam yes uh i thought like it obviously was like a not too crazy cgi effect but the i thought the demons look cool there's the the darked out figures with the red eyes and i really like the scene near the end where uh pat smear and um one of the other band members are running through the house to escape dave Grohl. and every time Mm -hmm. they run around a corner like one of those demons would block them or like um Dave Grohl would be at like the window or something like that. I, I like that scene because it was so goofy in the way that Pat, uh, the way that Pat screams. He was like screaming like real high pitched. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Yes, absolutely. But like, so the only thing I didn't like about the demons is too much CGI. But they kind of had to do that. Yeah. But the only the only CGI that they didn't have, I don't think, was the was the hand in the beginning that caused the electrical fire or the electrical shortage mm-hmm. that kills, uh, what's that? What's that? Grud? Krug? Krug. Krug. Grud. Carrie King. When it killed Carrie King. Grug. Yeah, it was, um, so what was your favorite kill in the movie? Um, and I got ready. Oh. Yes. Dave Grohl underneath the bed, sex scene going on up top, chainsaw right through her head right down her body through his head down his body split in half blood everywhere yes that was, everywhere that's what i was gonna say i think all of all the deaths were pretty good though um like when uh, the drummer taylor when he throws the symbol and it, it chops at his head and the bottom of his body like falls down i was like that's pretty and then then he goes a step further and he fires up a wood chipper in the backyard and throws yes. the, the pieces in the wood chipper um the only one I wasn't a huge fan of was uh, I don't even know when he killed the guy at the grill mm-hmm. and like shoved his face down and you can like his face started melting on the grill and when he pulled his head back up you can see like the skin stretch yeah that looked pretty bad but yeah, that, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that kill yeah that was a rough effect but I liked what he did afterwards where he was like out like Dave's out like eating food or whatever and it was just him eating like the pieces of the other bandmate yeah oh yeah that was. That was a little disturbing for me. Um, and then Will Will Forte got all hacked up. To the, he was the delivery guy, and then he Dave Grohl convinces him to stay, like because it'll be a crime scene, and they just had to finish the one more thing on the album. Um, 
and I guess at that point they knew like Dave was going crazy, but it is a little bit of a logical stretch, but not too far for this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But the way he was like, we got to honor his like band, like maybe we'll we'll put a link on like Twitter or something for it. And then he takes the band CD when they're walking away, he just throws it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love Will Forte. I feel bad for him because he's not in a whole lot. It, I mean, he had, he had that one show uh, back in the day. Yeah, he has one right now, MacGruber. Oh, that's right. That's a new show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good yeah, for he, Will Forte. He, he doesn't get too much work, but the stuff he's in, he's memorable because he's funny. He's, the way he delivers lines. Mm-hmm. I like when he's delivering lines like he's almost crying because he's like perfect at that. Yes, he's really high energy. Yeah. And, yeah, it just depends on the role he's in. But usually these little cameos he has. What'd you think you, about the... The fight at the end between uh, Dave Grohl and like the agent, uh, um, was this the Shill, whatever his agent's name was, the guy that was producing the album, where they're just kicking each other in the nuts for like fifteen minutes. Yes, dude, I could not stop laughing. I, they I don't, it. I don't think of these two guys to be very athletic, and yet they decided to have a fight scene in this, and it was hilarious the, the only time i've seen a fight that awkward and goofy before was i one time i saw your brother and tyler fight in real life not yeah a, not out ounce of uh athleticism between the two and it was the funniest fight i ever saw and they, it reminded me a lot of that and like what made that scene work was because if they just did it once or twice like it would have been all right that's kind of funny they kicked each other and that's whatever but they just kept going with it back and forth Yes. And like it was like, oh, they're gonna do something different. Like, nope, they're going for it again. Like, just they did it so much that they overdid it and stepped it and made it funny. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, beautifully done. The, the drop kick too. Dave Grohl drop kicking him. That was a hell of a drop kick. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was a uh, that made me a proud man of Dave Grohl. Not that he needs my opinion or anything, but yeah, uh, I guess he kind of does need my opinion. I don't know. I liked when uh, the two band members left, Pat, and I cannot remember the other guy's name, but they got the book that, um, I forget what the name of the book was in it, but it's basically like how the Necronomicon is in Evil Dead, and it actually has in there like how to close the portal to hell, and they're trying to figure yeah. it out, and they're just slowly working through it. They're like, all right, this is going to tell if he's possessed, and like the other dude's like, I, I, I think he's possessed. Mm-hmm. And so they're like doing the rundown, they're like, oh, yep, yeah, he's possessed. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was a little uh kind of I don't, I don't know. I kind of felt cheated having a, the book of the dead pretty much in this, but it it was funny. They had well, funny parts with it. There's a lot of uh homages to the Evil Dead series in there. It definitely mm-hmm. felt like along that line. So I I'm sure that's something they were going for. Um yeah. the uh like, what did, you, what did you think of the ending? Um, so, about halfway through this, it kind of lost me a little bit. Like, there were still funny parts, but I wasn't super interested in it. And the ending, it felt like it just dragged on. Yeah, so I, I got the feeling that they didn't know how to wrap it up. They weren't really mm-hmm. sure. Um, and they did a couple little quick twists at the end. Um, they had the record company, even the realtor. They were in on that they're part of a satanic cult and they were trying to make this happen. And it turns out Dave Grohl was the right one to be possessed. Um, 
and so they intervene when they when you think it's over and then it just keeps kind of going on from there and it even goes after that dave Grohl's going on a solo tour because spoiler all of his band members are dead at the end and it was just yep. kind of like a little awkward ending where he was like staring out like blankly and it was i felt like they could have done something a little bit different like i told you the way i would have done it was played it off like oh is he possessed isn't he and have him look at the camera and have his like eyes change and like how basically the ending of the thriller music video like when michael jackson looks up and he has those cat eyes and then mm-hmm. you have the, the laugh at the end like you've done something like that it would have been cheesy but i think people would have appreciated it um but i think that's my biggest con of this movie is they just didn't know how to end it. Yeah. Because, like, the comedy was working, the gore was working, um, and then it's like, it looks like all of a sudden they wrapped it up, but then they didn't, and then it just, it was kept going, and it just didn't make too much sense at the end, like, so then, like, it looked like he wasn't possessed, but then he is, and then, I don't know. I don't know what they were shooting for. I don't think they knew what they were shooting for, um, and they were just, fuck it, we're done at the end. Yeah, like I, they just needed. They wanted a movie, the movie to be like a certain length or something. They they got approved for, I don't even know how long this was. They got approved for an hour and forty six minutes. They probably could have finished this movie at like an hour twenty six. I want to say hour hour thirty maybe. That's yeah, hour and a half, hour and twenty. So eighty yeah. minute movie. Like that's what I would have shot for feature length. Yeah. Um. The weird thing is, so they released it in studios. Um, and it was just limited screens. Um, and in this day and age, with how, especially with how the pandemic was and all the different streaming options there, I'm very surprised they didn't sign a deal with somebody and just release this as video on demand. Like, it's quality enough. It's to be a feature-length film. But there was no chance that this was going to be successful and do good numbers in... Uh, like even if you released it wide in theaters, but even less of a chance releasing it limited and then have no mm-hmm. other streaming option. Uh, so so I, I don't know what their thoughts behind that. Maybe they just really wanted to release in theaters, but I, I'm not sure what they were thinking on that. There was a lot of, I guess, behind the scenes where they just didn't plan on it. It was more like a passion project, like we're just doing this, but mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad film. Like there, I just think there was better avenues they could have went down with. To, as far as releasing this yeah oh absolutely it, it probably should have been like straight to streaming this, this, been the best this, thing for this it. would have been a perfect netflix movie or hulu i probably would have guessed it was hulu over well no netflix i don't know it, it's because uh... well because it blur, blurs the line now like we just watched fresh last week and fresh was like a movie i felt like you could have went to the movie theaters and watch yeah absolutely Fresh, yes, absolutely. I could have went to the movie theaters and watched. I like to keep things fresh. Dude, I was actually that's something. I was talking to the to this girl I know from Ohio, and Mm. she actually asked me if I'd seen this movie. I was like, yeah. Like she doesn't actually know that I really like horror movies. Actually, Mm -hmm. I'm criminally obsessed with horror movies. Is is the best is the technical term for it. (laughs) Did you tell me this? Did we, did we talk about this last podcast, or did you tell me this? No, this this happened like two days ago. My days are all blurry now. Yeah, so because um, it was after the podcast, like she doesn't know we have a podcast. 
I keep my personal life out of the podcasting business book. <laughs> yeah, you gotta separate personal life from business life. That's yeah. that's one on one of being uh being on a podcast. But she she's like, Did you see it? I was like I was like, Yeah, I liked it. She's like she's like, Yeah, it wasn't bad. She goes, But I can't I can't eat red meat now. Like I have no appetite for it. I was like, that didn't affect me at all. I just watched a video of a dude um smoking a brisket online like i definitely could go for red meat right now but then we yes. got talking and the, the thing she brought up it was the same thing that we were talking about in that episode like so like can doctors give you a new ass and then she I mean, would, and she was saying like well maybe he didn't take all of her ass and i'm like she was a skinny white girl like she didn't have too much of an ass like to take from the beginning so i don't know i don't know how that works but <laughs> We got to get, I mean, to, I'm going to reach out and see if I can get like a, a doctor's opinion. I, I actually do know a couple. I went to a school, a couple doctors. I'm going to reach out to them, see if they know, like, can doctors give you a new ass? Are they plastic surgeons? Or are they like ear, ear, mouth, nose, throat, whatever that thing, doctors? Um, the one girl's a OBGYN, so that doesn't help. I mean,. I don't know. She's, I don't know what the no. one the one dude I actually play football with. He's a doctor, but I'm not sure exactly what type of doctor. That's a so another good point. Like when you go to medical school and then you decide like what medical profession, like what type of doctor you want to be. Like, how do people decide? Like, hey, I'm gonna be like, um, like a butthole doctor. Um, easy, I guess. They like buttholes. You're right. You're right. That's my bad. But see, see, so don't like. That's the same thing as like when people are like, "Oh, I'll be. I want to become a gynecologist because I'm looking at fucking pussies all day." And it's like, yo, like people typically go to the doctors when they're sick, and you don't get a, you don't get to choose like what you're looking at. Like you're looking at old pussy. You're looking at disease pussy. And like that's the thing is like your job, like. Like I like, like I like to to go fishing, right? But I don't want to do it professionally. Like if you do things that you like as a profession, like it's just gonna like ruin it for you, you know? I don't know. There's just don't be a don't be a gynecologist. I don't know. That's my rant for the day. You said pussy one too many times. <laughs> I should have cut you off. That's my bad. I mean, it's it's just a word, dude. I could have done the whole like that's one of the one of the like, you know how my uncle is like one of his favorite horror movie lines all the time is from, um, fucking Cheech from from Cheech and Chong, he's he's in the movie Cheech Marin and he works at the T Titty Twister bar and he's like advertising out front saying like uh, all the different types of pussy that they have there and like it's it's a classic horror thing from from dusk till dawn, um. Which, have you ever seen that movie? Dust Till Dawn? Yeah. Robert Rodriguez, produced by Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's in it, with George Clooney. Probably. Well, we're going to do it then, because you would remember. But that's like a, an all-time classic horror line, but the, he, he knows it word for word. Because, I mean, it, it's an uncle. uncle, uncle it's, a, it's an uncle thing, but yeah. I did, that's, I did say pussy more than I would have liked to. Say it one more time for good measure. Yeah, okay, okay. Now that we gotta cut that. Oh we oh we got to. Let me hey, let me check with the editor. Nope, that's in there. <laughs> Damn it. 
no, I, I mean, whatever. So hey, whatever. Whatever. Fuck it. So what else? Um, what else you got for pros and cons? Um, pros and cons. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Um, I would have liked if the neighbor kind of showed up more. Meaning, like she like. They were about to buy the house. She was like in there or like breaking down the door like, no, don't do it. Yes. You're Dave Grohl. Don't do it. You know, like something like something like she knew what was going to happen. She could have tried a little bit harder. So I thought they were going to take that in a different direction. Like she was also a ghost. Like I thought that's what they were hinting at for a second, but they didn't go that Mm -hmm. route. But yeah, she I don't know why she wasn't more like trying to stop them from from recording there yeah because she, she's the one that like fills them in on the backstory and of like what really went on there and she had that intimate knowledge of like the first in- incident um mm-hmm. yeah so i don't i don't know like in sh- the part she were, was in what was funny so i you could have used a little bit more but i i think the better thing would have been to use it her just a little bit differently yeah I don't know. I just I liked her, but I wasn't a huge fan of the direction they took with her. I guess you can say she got chopped up hardcore she, with the chainsaw. Hardcore, yes. And I mean, a memorable way, yes, for sure. Yeah, that was. It's it's definitely going to be. I think that's going to be the most memorable kill from this movie. Um, yeah, you see people get chained like that's uh, that's something this director definitely brought from Hatchet. Um, mm-hmm. because when you see some of the kills in that, you'll be like, okay, that fits right in. Cause that is a, a very over the top kill, but like every yeah. kill in hatchets like that. Yeah. I got a question for you. So the, uh, the original, I don't even know who that was. Um, the original person who wrote the book or was influenced by the book, um, but he couldn't finish the song. Did you like how he looked? Like how his face was like veiny or like had like vines growing on the side of it, or I guess you can say? Uh, it was kind of too generic for me. And he wasn't a very memorable looking like villain antagonist. So he didn't really do much for me there. No, they kind of, to me, they kind of modeled him after like uh, Slenderman. He was real tall, skinny. He had a, like the, the head shape. But yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, um, yeah, he it just it was just too generic for me. Like I, I think they should have leaned into making him more. I actually think they should have made him more of like demonic. A, yeah, like a longer hair, like something when you think of like the satanic church or something like that. More like Satan-y. Maybe give him like a pencil mustache. Goatee. One of the first things I think of when I think about make him look like like Alistair Crawley, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. One one of the first things I think of when it comes to like rock and roll and like. The the musician on like a certain band, I think of like super long hair, and yeah, this dude yeah. is bald. Well, that's that's the thing now is like, there's really famous like musicians and stuff like that, but there's like not rock stars anymore. Like people don't like it's not, no, the not way at it all. used to be. But when I think of a rock star, I think of like a '70s dude, long hair, Frank Zappa. Actually, a dude that looked like Frank Zappa would have fit perfectly for like the satanic leader of that band. Frank, yeah. goddamn bands. Frank Zappa is the fucking man. Yes, he is. Dude, he named his kids wild too, like Dweevil. Did he really? 
you don't know the the names of Frank Zappa's kid. Like that sounds no. like weird saying that, but like if if you knew that he named his kids weird, like you you would not you would not forget. Yeah, let me pull I up. Gonna, I know I the, the one the I'll ones are one, his children are Moon, Moon, Dweevil, Ahmet, and Diva. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Yeah, Frank, oh, yeah. Frank Zappa was the man. He sh- he definitely should have uh like the 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 main villain or whatever demon should have been based off of him. Yeah, made him look look like that. Like yes. at least that style that would have that would have fit better instead of just like a generic slender man looking guy. Mhm. All right. Well, you ready to do um the ratings recommendations? As we said on the other 40 uh, four episodes, let's wrap it up. Well, you weren't on all those, so you don't know. Sometimes maybe we didn't didn't say I was, that. I was there, trust me. I'm the only person that's been on every episode. Write that down. Wait, oh. you think you're better than me? No, I know I'm better than you. Wait, <laughs> you know you're better than me, huh? Well, I'll tell you what, guy. I'll tell you what. That dude's a fucking butthole. All right, well, as far as ratings and recommendations, uh, I'm going to give this a rating of 6.1. It is not anything going to blow your socks off. It's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Um, anything new. It's it's, uh, everything that you're going to see here has pretty much been done before. Um, what this is bringing to the table is the movie knows exactly what it is. Um, it plays up the, the comedy more so than the horror. Um, but it does respect the horror genre. Uh, like I was saying with bringing in like John Carpenter and his crew for the score and having the little cameos and the homages to, uh, evil dead, things like that. So it's, um, isn't very complicated. It's not going to, um, it doesn't have any extra message. It's not super deep, but what it is, is the parts that it has in it. It's, it's like a style movie that it's like a bad movie. That's good. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it works is the the best thing I could, could say about the movie. Um, I enjoyed it, uh, as far as who I'd recommend it to. Um, like if you're fans of like the demonic possession, more so Army of Darkness in Evil Dead 2 than Evil Dead 1, because uh, this does lean way more into the comedy than horror. Um, I think people like that would enjoy it, uh, as well as if you are uh, fans of the Foo Fighters, uh, I would 100% recommend it because it, it shows pretty much how strong like they are as a band, as a unit, because they, they play, they're not exceptionally good actors, but they have such good chemistry together that, that it works the way they deliver lines. Um, and then some of the things they talk about with the history of their music. So a Foo Fighters fan would definitely enjoy it. Um, I guess if I have to say the absolute target demographic would be like dads in their like late thirties, uh, mid forties that were big fans of like evil dead too. I think that would be your perfect target demographic for this movie. Um, I liked it. It's not anything special, but uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, do you have to be a dad to enjoy this film? No, like that's just a, a loose term. Um, I'm sure mothers 
just people around that age, people that have have grown up with like Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, um, as well as they are like the horror fans that like the the Evil Dead series. This would this was like tailor made for them. Well, I'm gonna say thank God because I like this movie and I didn't want to. I don't want to have to find out this way that I have some random kid out there. Yeah, actually, that that was one of the things that they put in the credits is like if you like this movie, um, you're most likely a dad. God damn it! So you might want to make a couple phone calls. I gotta I gotta make a couple phone calls. Good couple, a lot of couple phone calls. Dog, don't be lying. You never had sex before. God damn it. Why are you going to say stuff like that? <sighs> You'd been on the phone all day long. You'd be saying like, hey, we held hands once in the third grade. Like, do, do you have my son or daughter? Listen, I, br- I brushed and it against your thigh once the and, hallway. Um, and they'll say like, sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get some fries at least. All right. Give me your. Uh... Oh, shit. Give me your kids meals. How about the other day I, I got, uh, I should have checked the bag. It was on me. I ordered something at Wendy's. Like it was like, I think I ordered like three junior bacon cheeseburgers and a large fry. Like I was just oh boy. getting something not, like nothing too crazy. Yeah. Or no, it was a, I was getting a baconator, a junior bacon cheeseburger and a large fry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the lady comes out with my bag, and she's like, I'm new here. She's like, I keep messing up, so just preemptively, like, I'm giving you a, a Frosty, and, like, that's just, like, for for waiting, because it's been taking a while, like, in case I mess up. And I was like, oh, that's, like, real cool. I was like, awesome, I got a free Frosty. And I drove all the way home, and I get home, and I open the bag, and there was only one there was only one burger in there. And I was like, dude, like, that that's on me at that point, because she already told me she'd been messing up. Like, I should have checked the bag before I pulled out. She but, knew too. Yeah, that was probably that pro- probably wasn't even a frosty. Did you not eat, did you not order a frosty for yourself? No, I didn't want a frosty, dude. It's Pittsburgh, dude. It was like 35 degrees outside. I don't give a damn where you're from. You could be in the middle of of, of Alaska in December. Order yourself a goddamn frosty if they have Wendy's up there. Order yourself a goddamn frosty. I didn't want one, Boog. This episode. I wanted my other. It's been sponsored by Wendy's. I wanted my other burger. <laughs> but I'm just saying, is an unrational person would have been freaking out, going up there screaming, complaining. But I didn't do my own due diligence and just check the bag. It would have taken two seconds. And I, as a responsible grown person, said, "That's on me." See, so this I is why I ordered and I, nuggets. I went back and I burnt down the Wendy's. I was gonna say this is why I ordered nuggets. Then I flip them. Then I then I slide them a fifty. I said, "Put an extra nugget or two in there for dude, me, babe." Dude, do you remember that time that we went to that Wendy's uh, when we were at the beach? And that was the oh spice. Oh my god! I figured it out, dude, because Wendy's switched up recently. Those aren't regular spicy nuggets. Those are ghost pepper nuggets. Holy sh- dude! I so I was like chugging my frosty. It was that hot, and it didn't help. True. Oh my god! Wait, true. I gotta go to Wendy's true. again. True stories. True stories. Like two hours away. I'm going right now. They're probably open, right? All right, give me your rating. Oh, okay. Uh, rating. I'm going to go with five point seven. Um, I did enjoy this film, but I enjoyed it because it was bad. It was. It was <laughs> badly. It was. It was. 
horrendously funny, I guess. I don't know why, I, way just I, could pi- put that. I don't know why I just pictured the way you said bad. It was just like a sheep. It was bad. bad. This movie was bad. Um, no, but so the acting, don't go into expecting you're going to see Leonardo DiCaprio's style of acting. Don't go into like, oh, I heard Brad hey, Pitt gave Dave Grohl some lessons. You he, know, like, no. He, he likes to go by Leo. Oh, my bad. My bad. Um, but so, like, the acting, not there. The writing, in my opinion, wasn't there at times either. But that's what you you should you shouldn't go in expecting really high things from this. Go in there for the comedy of it. How, like, they couldn't. The story at times was not put together well. I thought, and it was more or less just all right. We got to go to this next scene. Something funny will happen. Got to go to this scene. Something funny happened. Got to go to this scene. Something funny happened. And then it just dragged on and then it ended. So, um, but yeah. So recommendation wise, anyone who's a fan of, I mean, just Dave Grohl. uh, Cock and balls. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you, if you enjoy that, I guess, (laughs) but if you're a fan of Dave Grohl, if you're a fan of, uh, if like I don't I don't even know rock and roll something a little bit heavier metal I guess it does have uh it does have a good score to this film so um that was to be expected that's that's a good strong part of this film um I don't I don't even know I I mean it's I do, I don't see myself watching this again I did enjoy it but I don't see myself watching it again yeah if it was um on TV, I might watch it, but I don't see myself seeking out. But I'm not mad that I watched it. No, I mean I'm not mad I watched it either. It's it's I enjoy. Oh, yeah, it's, you love you enjoy cock and balls. I don't have an answer to you right now, but let me tell you something. It's coming. That's what she said. Uh... I'm fucking. I'm on. I'm on fire. I'm heating up. Locked into that one, I guess. That's on. Hey, that's on me. That's Dude, on me. How long is this episode? I feel like we've just been talking. Yeah, it's. It's. I. I. We. We talk well. <laughs> I, I, I felt like that sentence was getting away from you. Yeah, I mean it's late. Um, it's late. Like you said we started it. Oh, don't get me started on Queen. Yeah, yeah. But why don't you tell the fans what your favorite band is? I like Queen. Cock and balls. No. Oh God. There's <sighs> nothing. There's literally nothing wrong with that, dude. That's that's my biggest message I want to put out there is whatever you enjoy, as long as you're not hurting other people, like fucking more power to you, dude. Because absolutely, on, we're on this earth for a finite amount of time, and anymore it looks like it's just ticking away. Um, the hours in a dull day. That's uh, that's all I gotta say about that. I guess is like just hey, enjoy, have a good time. As long as your good time doesn't infringe upon other people's good time, like so. What if Bug likes cock and balls? Oh, man, L- listen. To each their own. Hundred percent, absolutely. I don't give a damn what you do as long as it doesn't seriously screw me up mentally or physically. <laughs> I guess you could say. But at the same time, don't be spreading rumors, man. That's that's low. It's that's on, real low. It was on the internet, dude. 
Who's been typing stuff about the? Oh, I'm, I'm not, not that famous. Although have, I have been on Sunday Night Football. You, yeah, that so. actually is true. You have, um, you have access to a browser there. Pull up Google. Type in uh, "bog cock and balls." I get, shall I go in incognito mode? You do no. You do your own research. I think I think my mom uses my Google Chrome. No, don't so, I, don't do it. Knocking. Don't do it. Let's see, All right. folks. Enter. All right. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say? Because I'm wrapping it up. Um. Nobody cares. All right. I'm wrapping it up. Can you hear me still? I just kicked my computer. I. Yes. Okay. That's all that matters. Okay. All right. Well, if you're listening to the podcast on your favorite podcast service, awesome. You're doing it. Uh, if not, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Amazon products such as Audible. Um, so pretty much anywhere. Uh, just look up Horrorvision. If you liked our episode, uh, awesome. Give us a five-star review. If it wasn't for you, like, like we're saying, man, like people can like whatever they want if not just four and a half just say hey we didn't like it or whatever type of derogatory thing you want to say to us that's fine so anywhere between a five star and a four and a half review and then perfect um if you want to reach out to us that's at hunters horror vision at gmail.com uh send us anything mm. send us most things send us anything <laughs> yeah Go most things uh suggestions for movies if you have any questions like we'll get back to you we're, we're very responsive on that um if you want to reach out to us on twitter that's at horrorvision give us a follow there we're always posting things uh can even dm us there as well we'll get booging those dms if you know what i mean <laughs> uh, i'm there already um uh, Hey, we're on YouTube as well. We got some big plans for that coming up here in the near future. So that's Hunter's Horror Vision on YouTube. Give us a follow that like, like, link, subscribe, bug. Yep, that's the one. All right, perfect. Um, yeah, other than that, I think that's everything. So, uh, you know, any closing statements, bug? Yeah, I just want to say real fast. I looked up bug cock and balls. Not the first one, but the second and third responses. Was fifty ways to eat cock? It's a healthy chicken recipe book on Amazon. The third response was uh, everything I love about cock and ball torture. So, oh god, yeah, that's my closing remarks. <laughs> All right, well, Shit, uh, that, this this has been the news. This has been your time with book. <laughs> All right, check you later. Bye. <laughs>